0: After this brief intro, you'll hear the audio from our latest live Instagram Q&A. Our live sessions are so much fun. We basically Mm -hmm. show up and connect, commiserate, and build skills alongside our upbringing community. Folks write in ahead of time or chime in with questions and struggles around kids' big feelings and challenging behaviors. We typically explore five to 15 questions and offer our take, our instincts, our goals, helpful phrasing, and ways to parent with alignment and integrity using our resist approach. Thank you for being here and for supporting us. And if you'd like to give your family and upbringing some extra support, please visit our website at upbringing.co to learn about our upcoming membership community, as well as our shop, which is now full of informative guides and inspiring prints based on everything we've shared here on the podcast these past two years. Wow, two years. (laughs) Thanks for growing up alongside us, one conversation at a time. Here we go. Hey everyone. Hello. I'm Hannah. This is Kelty. We're Upbringing. We're here. We're back. It's spring. We made it. (laughs) We're here to talk about using powers beyond control on our discipline, parenting for sanity and social change. That's Mm -hmm. our jam. Um, We're so happy to be back. It feels so good. We're also kind of like, what are we doing? What Who do we are talk we? about? What's this whole how does this whole thing work again? Maybe you can remind us what's yeah. going on. <laughs> Please type what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, spark our memories. <clears throat> what are we doing here? What's our purpose? What's our purpose? What are we working on? To in our serve parenting? the little people in our lives without totally losing it. To right? grow up through the process of raising little people, to be raising ourselves, to be yeah. building our skills, to be raising a different generation to be aligning mm-hmm. our values with our day-to-day practices, right? Yeah. We've got all of these great values and ideals for our, our babies, our kids, um, our world, right? Mm-hmm. We go to protests, we read the books, we have the conversations, a lot of, a lot of intention there, right? Mm-hmm. And then we come home, we tell our kids to be quiet and not feel so big mm-hmm. and not not yeah, act based on their impulses diaper change or a bath bring mm-hmm. consent there yeah we make them right. feel like they're not worthy or that they don't have belonging based on the skills they have mm-hmm. um and their current development and we don't have, have to do, do any so of that it's so normal yeah. and we don't have to do it right that's kind of the whole thing as as parents we were given this control based toolbox right we always like to talk about it's like you became a parent Someone. Handed you metaphorically this toolbox of consequences to registry on my terms. terms. Toolbox. Here's your lovely yeah. registry toolbox, where you're gonna feel like <clears throat> crap and make your kid feel like crap. Basically, that's what yeah. that's what control does. Um, mm-hmm. It erodes the relationship. It erodes the sense of self of our kids, and it doesn't feel good for us either. Oh, right? It us all on my terms now. Threats, rewards, yeah. overpower, lecture, shaming, blaming, timeouts spanking. And none of us thinks about these things, at least we sure didn't, Mm -hmm. when we had babies. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're talking and integrating babies a little bit this week is because we are launching a course with Jen Lumenlin of Your Parenting Mojo, one of our Favorite podcast, the first podcast I think mm-hmm. I actually listened to, the parenting podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and we are doing a course called uh what is it called? Right from the start. Right from the start. Yeah. I've been working so much on it, I'm like, what She's is it like called? Cross eyed right now. I know. <laughs> it's almost done. We're launching it this week. Doors closed Sunday, and so we mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it in the context of a QA tonight baby issues babies with new sibling issues i mm-hmm. think that what a lot of people are asking why well, Han, kel why would you be doing a course on what's uh, all this baby babies? stuff you guys are about spirited kids toddlers children right. we need your help talking about sensitive kids spirited kids behaviors right. discipline right. what's this whole baby oh thing? and we love all of that stuff don't get us wrong seriously but mm-hmm. i think yeah. that babies are uh are really important to focus on, not just because we need to keep them alive. We all do that. We do a pretty good job at that. Yeah. But I think it also, we set a lot of these patterns in place mm-hmm. in the first year with our babies. Mm-hmm. We fix a lot of the beliefs we have about our babies, about our role as parents, mm-hmm. about our our capabilities and and boundaries and needs and our babies' abilities and capabilities and, and boundaries also. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this course is about is saying, what is our baby's role and responsibility? What is our role and responsibility? Mm -hmm. Can we get really clear on that right from the start and find a way to integrate our values, right, with our day-to-day practices as a parent? And this can be for a first-time parent or more importantly, which Kelty and I really needed when we were second-time parents. Third, fourth, 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 third-time parents. Whatever it is. Yeah. That's what's so interesting. Um, Jen really had her eye when we created this course on First-time babies. Okay, she yeah. focused on the birth plan, and then she yeah. was like, holy shit, now there's this whole baby thing that I need to figure out. Yeah. And for us, it was different. For us, we, we had a smooth ride with our first. We was yeah. going pretty good. We hung in there. Yeah. We hung in there. And then when our second babies came, it was like a bomb went off. We were yeah. like, wait, what's the baby's job? What's our job? What's our toddler's job? This baby job? is so different from this toddler, which mm-hmm. is different from this other toddler. Yeah. What are we doing again? How do we meet everybody's needs? That yeah. was the big struggle and what led us to create this course. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of you have led us to create this course yeah. a lot of our coaching folks a lot of yeah. you chiming in on these lives have said my baby won't play <sighs> independently mm-hmm. my baby isn't sleeping through the night my baby is getting yeah. bopped by my older kid help right mm-hmm. my baby um, won't let me dress them or diaper change they're starting to push back they're about a mm-hmm. year old and they we're getting in these power struggles yeah. about food that they're throwing off their plate diaper changes they refuse to to yeah. be there for and right? i even think that like <laughs> what do babies need to have a job oh mm. that's such a good question I think someone, uh, said someone asked that yeah here and I think that's a beautiful question I think when we talk about job mm-hmm. we're talking about role we're talking about um our part in a, in a dynamic mm-hmm. uh, responsibility and also capability so I think mm-hmm. our baby's job for for example in let's say um the play and movement category so we sure. have a whole module in the course on play and movement and I think in our minds we're like oh well our baby's job is to listen to us telling them what to do what's interesting to play with we how have to rattle we put the music on we're the we entertainer smile, so our role bit. is entertainer our role is coach to get mm-hmm. them to hit those milestones our role is to do all these things The baby needs to receive all of that, right? We'll pass them the toys that we think are <clears throat> great. We'll stand them up to walk and mm-hmm. walk them. You know, we'll feel kind of that, that pressure a little bit mm-hmm. to like be guiding, be teaching, be entertaining, right? Um, be accelerating their development. What about baby's role? But baby's huh? role ultimately in that, based on the research and the trainings that we've done, baby's role is actually to take some of that off of our plate and find their own way to play, find out what they're interested in, mm-hmm. Right find their way to move and and build those and meet those developmental milestones at their pace. Right. And so that's why that separation I think you were asking about is between parent responsibility and baby responsibility is in the realm of playing movement, for example, but it's so easy for us to just really believe. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, that just that we need to be doing so much with our babies when that could be undermining their own capabilities and, and the, the possibility for yeah. them to be developing that inner wisdom and authority right from the get-go. Yeah. What am I interested in? What can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I do what it? I like, right? I do I need to rely on an external figure, a parent or eventually other people? Right? Mm-hmm. So yes, thanks. That helps. But a it's little. so interesting hearing you talking about this, Hannah, makes yeah. me think this is not just for babies. Everything we talk about mm-hmm. is for babies through grown humans. Don't tell me what I'm interested in. Don't tell me how to play, mm-hmm. right? Don't, Don't tell this, me how to move, right? This is this yeah. is the stuff that we're trying to focus on with our with our older kids as well. How can yeah. we dial back our presence, and our judgments, or, and our praise, or and mindfully our, engage with our presence at the beginning, right? Not just dial back. No, but but in some ways, if we've gotten to certain patterns of our mm-hmm. of our babies, kids expecting us. Mm-hmm to give that feedback constantly. A lot of, a lot of, uh, parents are writing in and a lot of coaching folks mm-hmm. who work with, are saying, I can't help them play. I can't help them do this work thing. They need to be playing and getting into flow on their own. i got work. I've got other kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling, please. And you said here, you said, I agree with you teaching independence. And that's a beauty though. We don't we even don't have, have to teach, teach it. it. They already our babies are built to be independent in so many ways yes they need food yes they need warmth and a place to sleep yes they need support with their emotional regulation mm-hmm. but in so many other ways they are born independent and we have to keep remembering that earlier and that's what that this course is about right from the start um that we're talking about a little bit integrating into our live tonight is that what what areas can we allow our babies to take on earlier Or or To maintain or maintain, to give them more joy, more agency, more personal power, and to give us a little bit of space, Mm -hmm. breathing room, ability to see to our needs, our self care, our older kids needs. If we have older kids, our partners, Netflix, you know, no one tells us this stuff when we, when we have a baby, what our job is, what their job is, right. Or can be Mm -hmm. someone says, hi, my 12 month old hates diaper changes, being laid on his back, being dressed. I always talk to him and tell him I understand his feelings. I try to align with um, his with feelings. Mm-hmm. What else can I do? You're mm-hmm. trying to type and breastfeed. Thank you for being uh-huh. here. Yeah, yeah. That's that was such a um, a, a great age for our all four of our kids for just being like, no, no, diaper change, I used to lie here. Not so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to roll with it in this way. And I think that in the ways that we're constantly trying to keep up with our babies and our kids and their development, what used to work one minute, one day, one week, one month, Is no longer working anymore. Our practices can't stay the same because our babies change. So our practices have to evolve with our babies. Our babies ask us to evolve with them as they grow. And I think that diapering is one of the most fun topics to talk about. People are like, diapering? What? And I think that we start off with diapering with that belief where we're like, oh, it's just a chore to get through to Mm -hmm. get to the fun stuff with our babies. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's stinky. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. It's bothersome, Mm -hmm. right? We give our baby a a toy to play with to distract them right meanwhile oftentimes we're not really um uh connecting them with their own body we're not connecting them with this caregiving practice of diapering you know so whether or not we even do that they may reach a point when they're nine months ten months eleven months twelve months where they're saying i want more agency in this caregiving activity this is about my body consent mom Mm -hmm. right kids know about consent before they even know the word consent Mm -hmm. right So your 12-month-old baby who's resisting diaper changes is saying, I'm not liking how this is feeling. I'm needing a little bit more agency in this collaborative practice of diapering. I'm needing needing agency. I'm needing information. I'm needing connection. I'm needing humor. I'm needing uh, timing that I agree with. Mm -hmm. So many different things that we can do. And that's something we unpack in an entire module on diapering Uh, bathing and dressing Mm -hmm. so normally that would never be in a baby book or a baby course but we devote an entire hour module to it in our baby course because it is so important not just because it's the respectful thing to do to bring our babies in on their caregiving activities they can feel secure they can feel connected with us I mean it's a lot of time we spend with them so why wouldn't it be in a connected loving way But also because it's practical to do that right it helps our babies feel secure enough to then maybe lie on their own for a little while and play it helps our babies learn about if we can take time with a diaper change and involve them helps them learn the skills sooner mm-hmm. so that they can say, oh, I want to turn this way or do that <clears throat> way. Or I'm going to do my own diaper. or I'm going to figure out mm-hmm. my own thing. Right. It, it builds that independence. I think it's such an right. important reminder and type your struggles. Anyone going yeah. through anything, please put it up there while, while we're talking. But yeah. I think it's such an important reminder, regardless of our child's age, baby, toddler, older kid. How can we bring our kids in on the process of life when it feels so much easier to <clears throat> rush through a diaper change, rush through making dinner, rush through cleaning up the toys, rush through all these things, it's simpler to just do it on our own and just get it done right. Mm-hmm. But we have but to remember that a lot of these activities we do with our kids are not just dominating our day. So if we're not connecting and focusing on those, then mm-hmm. and just re- waiting for the cookie baking or the cuddling or those things, mm-hmm. it's not that much connection with them, but also we're undermining skills that they eventually need to take on and do themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why all of these activities, diapering, dressing, bathing, feeding, um, Hygiene, playing, all yeah. of these things. We want to be so sensitive about what our participation is. How much of a role are we playing mm-hmm. in our babies or our toddlers or our kids' lives so that they're able to be invited to take on some of those skills themselves? Mm-hmm. So we don't get to a point where we're like, dude, you need to take care of your own cleaning. Dude, it's time to. Brush your own teeth. I've been doing it for you every night for two years. Mm -hmm. When when's that like baton handoff? You know where we can be like, I'm handing it to you. I'm handing it to you a little more. But gray area. I think think we believe that it's a single handoff, Mm -hmm. and that's usually when we're so done that we sleep doing doing it. it right. That we that dock we, uh, chore allowances yeah. right, in those that, moments. Yeah. But I think the baton handoff is a process of scaffolding mm-hmm. and, and collaboration that none of us expected needing to do. It's a lot of micro steps, right? Yeah. And so to wrap up this question about a uh, 12-month-old resisting diaper changes, I would say... It's okay. It's totally normal. They're Mm -hmm. saying they want more agency. They want more information. They want more connection. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's great. You're welcoming the feelings about it, Mm -hmm. but how can we innovate? So run that resist approach, right? Say, how can I innovate? How can I say, do you want to stand up? That's what Kelty did with her, her Mm -hmm. kids who are more higher energy. They did stand up diaper changes in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, and they had multiple diaper stations so Mm -hmm. that the kids could choose. They were like Mm -hmm. between nine months and 18 months, yeah. could choose where they got their diaper changes. But this, they goes has some for, this goes for all the things right. that we have an agenda over our kids' body about. Yeah, Going to the bathroom, diaper changes, hygiene, bathing, hair brushing, nail trimming, from zero to 18. Yeah. We have an agenda, right? How can we And bring, a responsibility. Right. Yeah. How can we connect with our kids through that and say, hey, I've noticed, or our babies, it's time to this. Yeah. How would you want to do it? Where would you want to do it? What song should we sing? I right. want whatever you it is to ultimately want to do this with me and eventually alone. Mm-hmm. So I should probably bring you in on this a little bit and help you build some inner motivation, mm-hmm. right? Some inner wisdom and authority of saying, you know, how I like my diaper changed. Your daughter was very clear about that. Oh right? I know she is, but that actually, I think sometimes we think, Oh my God, if I give them too much agency, Mm -hmm. they're going to walk all over me. They're going to say no, if they think they can say no, Mm -hmm. but it's actually the opposite, right? And if we bring our kids in to these diaper changes, these hygiene things, these chores, these, um, eating rituals, Mm -hmm. these bedtimes, if we bring them in and say, your decision matters, your mm-hmm. body matters. This is your body. I'm here to support you. I'm right. not here to control you. I'm here to support yeah. you. How can we make this work? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, our kids will start buying in because they feel like they're not being controlled yeah. and they will participate and collaborate, but, but far more readily. And it's right? so interesting. I love that. Hannah. Yeah. It's interesting how That's when cool. our kids resist cleaning up, doing chores, helping with dinner eating dinner, um, going to the bathroom, we say, doing a diaper change, Mm -hmm. brushing their teeth, hair, clipping nails, all these things. We have this mental like, wah, wah, Mm -hmm. I roll, how come? That's our instinct that we've Mm -hmm. been programmed basically as the person in power, looking at someone below us Mm -hmm. who is not conforming, who is not being obedient, right? To say, oh, that that goes against my power. That is an inconvenience. That is an irritant, right? That might say something about who they are or how they're going to function in society or the world, right? But all of that, we can set all of that aside. Our kids' resistance is beautiful. Our kids' resistance is vital. Our babies' resistance, too. When our babies and kids say no, or they just go, "Mm mm-mm, or they walk away, or they show us not so much, that is not a wont wah that's a thumbs up. That is a yes. yes. Our kids are going for what they need and what they want, right. right? That That's not the end of the story. That's just the beginning. Our kids resistance is a roadmap and it's a beautiful thing that we want to not squash, but keep nurture. fanning the flame of and right. nurture. We got to get shit done. We got to get things cleaned up. Sure. We got to get teeth brushed. We got to get diapers changed. We got to get people sleep, right? Mm-hmm. But not at the, the expense. expense of their resistance, which is representative of their spirit and their needs. Mm-hmm. We want our kids to grow up and have very strong and nurtured resistance around leaving a frat party that feels unsafe, mm-hmm. around dropping a class that is total bullshit in college that they're mm-hmm. wasting money on, around st- stopping eating something that they don't like that doesn't feel good for their body, doesn't taste good, yeah. right? Doing all of these things, that's the resistance, the inner resistance that comes up in these wild ways when they're kids, but that can ultimately protect them. Resistance is a protective factor that we mm-hmm. want to be supporting and welcoming in our kids and working with, not against, yeah. whenever we can. As um, renowned feminist Carol Gilligan says, a healthy psyche resists, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's important. It's not a pain in the butt. And that's like <clears throat> that's the rewiring that we need to be doing over and over and over yeah. again to instead of when we hear that, no, or or whatever the thing is instead of doing that mental eye roll feeling our bodies clench can we do what i do which is picture gold coins falling from the ceiling like, <laughs> but i think that you done something but, but this, it, this is good i love that but it requires that our focus be rather than on ourselves and our own needs which is what causes our frustration it's in these moments true be on our child and their future and then find that way how can we meet our needs or this is a pain i know people are like but then what uh uh, (laughs) we can't let our our homes devolve into chaos sorry chaos was already there right first of all and but (laughs) the resist approach is the conversation you have and you engage your child in so that they can maturely learn to engage the us and others in a conversation like that rather Mm. than just using power plays i think we have to keep remembering that the way we engage with our kid is what they learn so if we're using consequences on my terms now threats rewards lectures timeouts those things our kids learn to use those on us they'll give us consequences Mm -hmm. right they'll threaten us they'll threaten us too they'll threaten us even if we don't threaten them right it's it's just human when we finally want to go and talk to them about things they'll be i'm sorry i'm in a timeout i don't talk to people about my Mm -hmm. my feelings or my issues you want to talk to me la 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 la. la. you didn't want to hear what i had to say earlier so right So we have to keep remembering right now we're patterning, we're building that conditioning and we can always work. It's never too late ever, ever, ever Ever. too late folks. Yeah. So that's why our our right from the start, right from the start course, baby course that we're talking about uh, that's open for enrollment this week. It would be nice. It's, it's, it's great if we can, Right from the start with our babies, say how can we align our values, our practices, our goals, and our day to day caregiving. How can we simplify, simplify clarify? Age yeah. here. Yeah. Someone says, "Welcome back. Hope you guys had a nice break. I missed these. Thank Thanks you for you. that. We've we've been on a break from these, but we've been working hard on the course, so it's yeah. not felt like a break. It has <laughs> not, but it's still been good. Oh, someone said you both are so lovely. Thank you for all of these tips. This parenting thing is not for the faint of heart. It is not. We hear no that. No one tells you that. It's like a mass conspiracy, it totally right? Is It's just like, grow up, have a baby, you know, the normal stuff. Just take him around. NBD. Yeah. Yeah. Someone says, so happy to have you back. Aw. Maggie says, the impact of action, sometimes it seems like when I point it out, it's exactly what they wanted. Oh, you hit him and he's crying. And Mm -hmm. the one who hit is happy about that. Mm Long-term result? Mm -hmm. No long-term result. Yeah. Yeah. No long-term result. You can say you hit him. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, so you're trying to, So what's Maggie talking about? She's talking right. about <clears throat> narrating a situation between siblings. When something happens, when we're trying not to say, why you're the victim, you're the what aggressor are you doing? and right. we slip into like referee judge, jury hall monitor mode, Right. we're trying to not do those things. Right. So instead we're trying to just sports cast, keep everyone physically safe and narrate what we see so that our kids can learn why they're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And not have a negative association with conflict. I think mm-hmm. we've been programmed to think, yes, we need to also program our kids to have a negative association with conflict so they won't do it. That's not that's how it works. not reasonable. That's not yeah. how it works. So where conflict we're trying to naturally arises, we want them to be able to lean in or not, not run away from. Sorry. it's okay. Um yeah, so the way Maggie said, what was it that she said? Um, oh you hit him and he's crying. That's good. That's very neutral. You're saying what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. They seem pretty proud about having hit uh their Mm -hmm. sibling who's now crying. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I would then turn to the person and say, How are you doing? Oh, that must have been hard. You were struggling, right? We can perspective take a little bit. Or what do you think your brother's feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Or I think making an observation of the situation is great Mm -hmm. so everyone kind of knows what's happening. And then we want to dive a step deeper onto needs. Why Mm -hmm. did this happen? We can't always find those out, but oftentimes we can say you got that Lego back or Mm -hmm. you really didn't want him to do that. And now Mm -hmm. you're feeling better about it. That's Mm -hmm. okay. If our kid hit somebody and is feeling better, you got that. You you were stressed. You were angry. You're not going to turn into a joke or sociopath. (laughs) If you're validating that you seem like you're doing better now. I want to understand what you needed because maybe next time you could ask for it or, connect with them because i don't think they are understanding you when you hit them right mm-hmm. and so that's stuff you can talk about in the moment or later with your kid mm-hmm. about like how do kids actually learn that's something that we've been talking about with all of our four kids and now they'll literally tell each other stop doing that i'm not learning when you're doing that to I me i don't get what you I mean i don't understand what you mean when you're yelling and mm-hmm. so they're starting to translate that for each other now so i think that's something else that you could add to that puzzle is you know, observe what's going on and then say, so what were you needing? Yeah. It's so hard for us to show up neutrally in these sibling situations, whether it's a toddler and a new baby or two younger kids or a younger kid and a way older kid, right? There's always going to be conflict and something we talk about in our sibling conflict guide. And something we talk about in our right from the start course, we have a whole module dedicated to baby and older sibling Mm -hmm. issues. You don't, you're like, Oh, it's just a baby. They won't have issues with the older sibling, but there will be issues between the two and that's okay. All conflict between siblings is okay. Mm -hmm. It's all normal. It's It's all natural. It's an opportunity to build skills, to build connection, to perspective, take to move through conflict in a natural, normal, neutral way. Mm -hmm. If we can deliver it, right? Right. If we can be that neutral presence that says, this is all normal, not this is abnormal. It shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep happening. So we're going to normalize it so that we can keep brains in the learning center, in the front of our kids' brains, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to in the reactive back. Mm -hmm. So the less we yell, the less we judge, the less we censor our kids when they're having conflict with each other, the more they're able to learn. We're creating this like warm waiting pool of of conflict where kids actually are willing to go there because they're already at the water's edge. Conflict Mm -hmm. has happened. And now they're actually willing to wade in and engage with what happened and move through it. Right or get to the other side of the stream. I haven't worked on this metaphor yet. I like this metaphor. I was (laughs) like, where are you going with this? (laughs) But but figure out how to get to the other side, right? And I think so often, because of the negative associations we're programmed to experience Mm -hmm. with conflict because of our teachers and our parents and other well-meaning people who've just been conditioned that way as well, we stay at the water's edge, not realizing we can move through a conflict and get to the other side of the the stream, of the river, of whatever it Mm is, right? And so that's what we're trying to cultivate is warm water, shallow water, mm-hmm. inviting water to say, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Your needs matter. Your needs matter. We're all here together. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about it, everybody. Mm-hmm. And we're building that willingness to engage. We're building an awareness of needs. And then we're building communication skills yeah. to meet those needs better over time. Yeah. That's the work we're doing. That's why conflict is so awesome between siblings between us in, in front of them, and we can connect and show and model. Yeah. Between us and one child while the other children are watching, we think, oh God, I'm scarring them. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're able to show them how to move through something, mm-hmm. modeling it so that the siblings can start doing that with one another. Yeah. It's kind of magical. It's kind of cool that yeah, like, put us out of a job eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Someone says, welcome back. My six-month-old has recently stopped wanting to take a bottle of expressed milk. Mm -hmm. It was previously a non-issue and worked well for our fam. And I could swap and do three-year-old's bedtime. That must have been so lovely being able to swap out from nursing duty. Yeah. Give that six-month-old a little bottle. Mm -hmm. I know he's needing more mama and more connection from me, and I'm Mm -hmm. leaning into that. But wondering if you have any thoughts on encouraging other ways of drinking and taking milk. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's such a trial and error thing that only you and your baby know. And it's it's a matter of innovation. And it's also a matter of trying something for a little while and seeing how it goes and having the faith that mm-hmm. maybe baby's hungry for half an hour or an hour while you do three-year-olds bedtime, but they, they'll get fed after if they don't eat that bottle and that it's okay, yeah. right? That it's, it's okay, okay to feel die. a little hungry and a little angsty, right? If maybe they can figure out a way to do that. Or maybe you realize, no, this is this is too hard on the other caregiver, right? I think so much, though, about feeding. This is an entire module that, that we're doing in our baby course is about, and all of these modules mm-hmm. that we're engaging our baby in is saying, how can we support their independence, honor, and respect their capability? Mm-hmm. But also say so much about it is our beliefs and our mindset and our own stress and presence. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say realizing it's okay, Chilling as best you can so much about it with your partner or whomever is giving your baby that bottle of expressed milk while you're doing three-year-olds bedtime is to just ride it out and show love, offer it, reintroduce it as necessary, Mm -hmm. but not like be forcing it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, allow that three-month-old to just have the feels and miss you a little bit. Oh, was it six? Six I thought it was three-month-old. Three-year-old, six-month-old. Oh, okay, great. So three, six-month-old is even, is even easier than it. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, they can, they can wait yeah, you out. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't do three-year-olds bedtime. No. At least sometimes. Three-year-old needs bedtime. Keep fighting for you. that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it that's, that's such it a hard feeling being and feeling needed by both kids, a baby and an older we experience kid. experience that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the hardest time for us ever, I think, mm-hmm. was when we had those new second <clears throat> babies, our sons. Yeah this all the time. And our older daughters were like, either I need you, need you. Or they were like, I hate you. Don't even look at me. I will not even see you. I only want Papa. When I think like in, in our mind, and I think a lot of folks struggle, they say the baby has to have the needs met exactly as they want them. Mm -hmm. And then the toddler, the child, they're older, so they don't need their needs met as, as much. We have to make, you know, and I think we have to keep remembering, giving ourselves permission to say six month old baby can get a little fuss and get a little upset being mm-hmm. fed an expressed bottle of milk or for to half to an hour. It. Yeah. You know, while you go and tend to that three-year-old who's missing you and who's struggling with this transition, mm-hmm. right? It's all about balance and about weighing those pros and cons mm-hmm. and taking that time to figure out what feels best with everybody's needs. There's yeah. no one formula that's going to make this right or help mm-hmm. you decide whose needs to attend to first. That's and, the juggle. And a lot of those transitions, whether they be feeding or be sleep stuff, take up to a week for the child to kind of get on board with mm-hmm. it you offer you offer their no 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 you offer then after a week they do it mm-hmm. whether it's sleeping and rolling over the way you're doing it now mm-hmm. or with feeding a bottle or whatever the thing is so don't you lose a time. it's okay think of this as like a an experimental <clears throat> time and they're safe they're loved mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay yeah and to yeah. know too that six month old like That's okay for your partner or another caregiver to spend that little time with them. That's okay. They're not, it's not harming the baby, the six month old for you to be away for a little while to do bedtime with a Mm three-year-old. It's all good. Nobody's needs can get met perfectly all the time. Everyone's going to be adjusting and struggling a little bit and it's okay. You're doing an amazing job. I think that's really the crux of the issue with all of this earlier parenting stuff. And even into the later years is no one's needs are always met like fully. And everyone's needs are never met fully. Mm-hmm. And that has to be okay. That has to be our, our standard for life. Yeah. And that's a huge fucking pill to swallow. That's mm-hmm. so hard to say, okay, I'm walking into this day knowing that I probably won't get my needs met all the way. My kids, my baby won't get their needs met all the way. My partner won't get their needs met all the way. And that's life right now. That's okay. And that's okay. We're going All to try resilient. the best of our, to, to the best of our ability mm-hmm. to get as many needs met as we want. There's no hierarchy. Everyone's needs matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You said, write it out and show love. Yes. Thank you, Hannah. And yes, we'll keep fighting for the three-year-old's bedtime. I love it. Keltie, such a good connection time with her. Good. Yeah. That's so great. That makes us really happy. <clears throat> All right, I so, missed the little squidgy six-month-old time. Please some six-month-old Please for us. Squeeze and nurse, nurse away or feed oh. away. Miss um, Coons, hi, ladies. Found some time to pop in. Hello, welcome. Hello. Amy, you said I love the confidence it builds when the child realizes they can be a problem solver. My son is an only, so we do a lot of this through play. Teddy bear wants that cup, but dinosaur wants it too. Oh, I Beautiful, love that. yes. There's so much problem solving um, and experimenting and teaching to be done through experimental play. Mm-hmm. I think we forget that. And Every symbolic know, like, play, yeah. Symbolic play was yeah. the word I was looking okay. for. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about my nonviolent communication course oh. I took, and yeah. the, the amount of time they use puppets for mm-hmm. grown adults mm-hmm. using puppets. I was just like why are we not using puppets more with our kids this is incredible. We got to bring those in. We got We've to got bring to them do, in do some puppeteering here. Oh, that's such an amazing way we talk about our kids. <clears throat> so, our resist approach really quick for those who are new, when our kids resist us, we can use the resist approach with a, which is a loose six-step model for a conversation through conflict to resist those impulses to control, to resist patriarchy. Racism, basically oppression Mm -hmm. of those beneath us and to have a respectful dialogue about something instead that teaches our kids those exact skills. So we respect, we empathize, we sync up, we innovate, we summarize, and and then we trust. But within that trust step, Mm -hmm. Symbolic play is an amazing way to circle back. We talk about the circle back convos that we probably grew up a little more with. Maybe you can identify as like a grill back, like mm-hmm. so earlier. Um, we need Remember to talk about today when and you're like, oh god, what sensitive. Did I do? we're sensitive people. So we're like, what oh, happened? They get in the trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we do the circle back where we can bravely with our kids yeah. be working the shit out where we put aside the teaching moments in the moment in the yeah. heat of the moment. We say, we're going to circle back about this. It's okay. We're going to circle back about this. When yeah. brains are calm, when everyone's feeling receptive, when they're not hating me and I'm not feeling resentful to them, we're going to talk about this right. in a circle back moment that we bring it up. We story tell, and we can also play mm-hmm. when we join our kids play Lego man, doing the thing. they are like, Hmm, that Lego man is really not wanting to brush teeth. And you get a little knowing look like, that's happened to oh, us recently. Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Oh. And then, then they dive in. Oh. And you work through a lot you of stuff. work through a lot of stuff. And, yeah. and kids are so willing to engage playfully. Mm especially that sensitive ones who are a little bit more sensitive to the direct conversation where they're like, Oh God, like no. that's how we were. It's like, I'd rather have a story <clears throat> about someone else, a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Right. So to speak, Tommy Which pony had this problem once, hey. and, which is yeah. my little pony. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or roll yeah, story is. time at night. Right. Yeah. Green pool, you said, oh my God, what about when parents slip into the sibling role, especially during a pandemic? My five-year-old misses her friends and we are always around. No grands in town. Yeah, mass neighbor interactions limited. Mm -hmm. that's so hard. It's really hard. And so you're feeling, you say like a sibling, like you need to be a playmate, right? Yeah, and I think that it's all about needs regardless of age, right? Keep remembering. You know, whose needs can I play with this, this lovely child of mine who I see all day long? Mm-hmm. How can I be supporting their independent play? How can I be engaging with them and filling their cup so that then we can have some separation? Yeah, It's really like to, tricky to think about. All of us are so cooped up with each other right now. And we all believe socialization mm. is incredibly important. Oh, yeah. yeah, But right now, attachment figures, comfort, non-stressful interactions are the number one thing that all of us need for mental health. So we think about through a day, we can't be spending all day with our kids. We can't be entertaining them, playing them, helping them do homework, work, 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 all the things. How can we be finding these anchor points through the day Mm -hmm. to what we call fill their cup? And with a baby, that's every diaper change. Let's just say every nursing situation or feeding situation. Can we be just focus and be present and really give them this feeling like I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm valued right now. Don't we all need that? And we can request that from our partners too. Um, And then with our older kids, can we have just one lap session? Come sit on my lap for a couple minutes and I'm just going to pour love and connection into you. We are both eating eggs and this is happening. No phone nearby, no one else nearby. I am focusing, I am doubling down on this butt wiping or whatever it is. It doesn't even matter what it is. Or they're trying to tell (coughs) me about this weird Lego thing and it doesn't feel like connection but it's connection to them. Can I speak their language to connect? Can I, instead right. of keeping doing the dishes or whatever, be like, this is a moment that I can be doubling down. I'm going to turn to them and be like, tell me again. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Just whatever right. the thing is, how can we fill our kids cups in those moments, mm-hmm. knowing that when we do that, well, we're more likely to be able to step away. We're more, they're more likely to be able to get into flow, doing play, doing homework. Yeah doing their own thing. I, I mean, especially in pandemic times, but I think yeah. parenting in general is quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. We do not have to spend every waking minute with our child or baby. Mm-hmm. We do not. It is the the quality of the time that we spend with them. To yeah. say in this minute can I be present? And, and because it matters and also it will also allow me to separate into another minute alone yeah. and they will feel more secure. I mean, we, we can recognize this maybe with partners, with family yeah. members. Like if I get at some really, if our marriages age- were based on half and we saw each other, we'd, they'd be over. Oh my right? God. But yeah. like, if we can get some quality connection in the morning, a little eye contact. I love you. I hope you have a really good day. A ritual goodbye oh my God, kiss. I'm off, I'm off for the day. I feel so great. I'm like, I can do anything. They love me. We're fine. It's me. all We okay. are so good. Our our tether is mm-hmm. strong, right. right? And thinking about kind of fortifying that tether with our kids every now and then through the day, mm-hmm. double down, dive in. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's an investment. Yeah. Right? hmm Someone says, What could they do? And he proposes something and says he's proud of himself for solving the problem. Oh, you're talking oh, about playing with your, playing. your That's son. Great, That's so cool. Amy. Someone else identifies with Dream Pool essays. Yes, feeling less to give burnout from COVID, feeling like it's asking me to fill more emotional needs for kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Blair says, Hi, I've missed you both so much. Glad to be here tonight. To We're see so you. good. Glad to see you. Dreampool says yes, learning to give in during or even about feeding sessions was a hard experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These are great. You're gonna squeeze your little (laughs) six-month-old for us. Oh, you better. Oh we're so jelly. Hey Wellness Village, missed you too. Good to see you. You've implemented, you say so many things that we spoke about during our meeting, and I can't wait to work with you again soon. I need to plan it. We would love to to connect with you again again soon. Yeah. It was so fun. Someone says, similar to my five-year-old and two-year-old, literally scream, push each other for my attention. Sometimes I can't be in the room with both of them because it feels like no one wins if I can't step away with one of them. Mm. Oh, that's so hard. Five-year-old and Mm two-year-old. Yeah. I mean, who knew? I think we thought uh, when we had a second, third, whatever, maybe it's just more love. It's just more like they're going to play with each other. They'll play and, and they'll love us more. We'll get more love. We'll get to give more love. The end of right. story. That's what having more kids is, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And then there's also vying for that love, vying for that attention, vying for that connection. Kids mm-hmm. feeling stress, kids being <clears throat> dysregulated, kids being mm-hmm. kids, right? Well, and that knowing that kids can't get that sense of security mm-hmm. from one another yet. Yeah, they can be in relationship. They're learning how to play and how to Mm -hmm. express their needs and notice other people's needs, but their security and like attachment needs really come from us. And that's when we (coughs) have to, that's when the juggle happens. And that's why we started the right from the start (coughs) course is like, how do we figure out how to juggle everybody's needs? Mm -hmm. What do babies actually need? So then we can figure out how to deal with everybody else's. I think in those moments when like a two and a half year old and a five year old are both needing you and they're all just trying to get on you and do all the things I seriously channel our friend Leslie, who has four kids and was a, a teacher before this. Like you have to channel your teacher being like, okay, class everyone. And this it is not, imagine it's a room full of this kids not come naturally to too. us at all. Yeah. At mm-hmm. all. Right. This is mm-hmm. when you start speaking to the room. This is when you start thinking of all of them as your guests and they're all together, right? This is me working a room. Yeah right? And saying, all right, everyone's needing me. I see everyone here. You, you wanted to be on my lap. You, you wanted Mm -hmm. some kisses and snuggles. What can we do? And we dive into Mm -hmm. this persona of I'm here at your request. I'm not a doormat. I'm this person that is influencing and leading you through this thing. I'm a ringmaster. Mm -hmm. You're dazzled by watching me. You want to hear what's coming out of my mouth next. It's it's coming out one word at a time. as I think of it, and that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. But that's a a hard moment. I would say, too, whatever you can kind of create a routine and rhythm around, as far as having one-on-one time with your two-and-a-half-year-old and and four-year-old, or five-year-old, I think it was, create those moments, find those anchor points. And then mm-hmm. when it's up for grabs, that sounds like an up for grabs moment, mm-hmm. then you, you you go into yeah. ringmaster mode. Yeah. But if you can kind of notice, what are those times when both mm-hmm. of them are wanting me? Can I preempt those moments and say, I'm gonna take two year old, while five year old's doing Legos, mm-hmm. two year old, we're gonna do a cuddle session, mm-hmm. a book read. And then two year old is doing this thing, I'm gonna make sure I'm diving in, and, as you were talking about, yeah. filling cups and yeah. creating anchor points. How can we notice those things? Let's take some data down. Let's mm-hmm. notice a day, a shit show basically, mm-hmm. and figure out what are my kids yeah. needing in this day? How mm-hmm. can I be there to, to suit both their needs? Because they've got com- competing needs most of the times at different times. But then every now and then they come together at the same moment and mm-hmm. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's really not the problem. It's just the culmination of multiple needs happening yeah. at once. So we just, we take a deep breath through those moments and we get through them. Yeah. But then we're back to the drawing board saying, I what love, we do that, next I love that drawing board. Hannah. I'm like tapping your hand. I love the drawing board because <laughs> those moments of conflict, when yeah. we yell, when we feel exasperated, when we're like, Oh my God, <clears throat> that sucked so bad. We might just say earlier was a shit show, honey, to our partner. Mm-hmm. Or we might just not want to talk about it at all. Just put it under the rug, right? Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. Those are the moments we can bravely examine, mm-hmm. like you said, for data, right? When is this happening? Is it mostly during the day? Is it mostly when when it's preempted by this thing? Is it mostly around this type of play? Right. Each those things kid has different needs. Those things give us information, and they're important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's, good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. It's a lot. And and don't ever underestimate within the resist approach through the, through those challenges with your two kids who are both needing you. Just going to happen through every age and stage between multiple it's like, kids. It's like saying, I'm going to work this job, but I'm never going to have two th- two deadlines at once. Yeah. You're going to have those all the time. Or two it, clients at once, or two phone or calls, or two demands, or whatever. Or whatever. Like, yeah. That's just part of the it, job. It's, it's going to okay. happen. You're not messing up because of it. You're not yeah. failing the job, failing your kids. Yeah. It's all good. But I, yeah. I wanted to say in those moments, never underestimate the power of humor to get you through those. Especially yeah. in those moments where you're like, is this a joke? Is this like some <laughs> cosmic joke? Am I on a TV yeah, show? Is this the totally the camera? Yeah. What's happening here? Those are the moments that pop you out to float over the scene to be like, this is actually hilarious. I clearly need to up my comic game <laughs> yeah, right this, now this, to engage my kids. This, and this doesn't have to feel like the end the world. <clears> this can be a really interesting story to tell my BFF over text later tonight mm-hmm. and a glass of wine that one was on my head another one was like licking my feet right and they it was scratched. scratched each other's eyes <clears throat> out it was so hard but in the moment yeah. you can be that calm cool person being like and now we're three stooging okay and and you, everyone's you all right let me walk and you're grabbing my I'm trying my, to walk to my, that one yeah, and you're please. holding my ankles <laughs> and I picked you up but I didn't pick you up right okay yeah. it's okay yeah and we're all in it with you like we've all been there absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to have to see. stop in a couple minutes. Oh no. Yeah. Someone said, I'm supposed to be home right now. Similar to my, <laughs> I said that, um, similar <laughs> to my five-year-old and two-year-old literally scream and push each other for my attention. Wait, we were there. The we okay, Great. Yeah. Someone said, I'm a first time mom of a seven month old and realize listening you just uh, to you just a bit makes me realize I'm doing it all wrong. I'm so lost. You are not doing it all wrong. Mm-hmm. It, that's okay to feel lost. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong in parenting. This is our perspective there's it's it's never you're, you're not doing anything wrong it's not like, fixed it's fluid there's no wrong answer there's no <clears throat> um there's, there's no, no place you can't kind of be working on there are no answers they're just questions and that's Love what it. we talk about in our um right from the start course that we're like promoting in this Q&A a little bit saying go check out that right from the start it's for kids uh newborn to a year old yeah. um that's what we talk about and we're always happy to talk to you outside of that yeah, course because we are just nerding out on this baby stuff in a huge way um from the research we've read from the courses and, and trainings we've done mm-hmm. and, and and we love talking about this stuff but it's never too late to to feel aligned. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, we mean right from the start is what feels right to you. Yeah. Right. So the things <clears throat> that we're saying if you're feeling like oh a little angsty about that's just because maybe it connects to how you want to be parenting or how Mm -hmm. the dreams you have for your baby or those types Mm -hmm. of things but there's no right or wrong and babies are okay they're resilient you're doing great it's all good right it's never too late to say how am i doing what's going on what can i be changing up there's a lot of constant evolution there's a lot of power in that and i think that That we were um, conditioned basically becoming parents to think if we ask ourselves questions, we're second guessing ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. doubting ourselves instead of just saying, how's that working for me? How's that working for my baby? How how is this new information sitting with my practices? No shame, no guilt, Mm -hmm. none, right? It's never too late to mix things up, to experiment, to try something new. We're here to help you through that process. Yeah. Everyone's like (laughs) on, on this chain is. counseling each other. It's so sweet. Someone says, anyone who's watching these two ladies are miracle workers and so amazing to work with. I can't even tell you how grateful. Oh, thank you. Blair, you said, you're not doing it all wrong. You're doing the best you can. We're all learning and growing together. Hannah and Kelty are amazing and we'll teach you so much. Just being here means... A, you're a world changer. Keep going and learning. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks, Seriously. Thank you. We can't. We lose track of these a little mm-hmm. bit. <clears throat> and then Amy, you said parenting is really hard, and you're doing the best you can. We're mm-hmm. all learning and growing. You're the perfect parent for your child. You have got this. Yes. You're putting us out of a job, everybody. And that was our conclusion for the evening. I can't wait to start our (laughs) membership community where we could all be in here, like, supporting each other. And, I mean, we're just, it's such a one-way thing with this in a lot of ways where we are just talking so much. And I feel like all of you have so much to say and so much to give uh, one another, so much wisdom. And so I'm just really feeling grateful for that. Uh I'm it's also really grateful about that amazing. for the, for our right from the start baby course. It, the part of that is a community where yeah. parents who have a baby who's from 0 to a year old, whether it's their first or fifth baby, yeah. are in there in this big chat room in this forum yeah. able to share their struggles. Um the course covers like sleeping, diapering, dressing, bathing, uh feeding, a movement, play, feelings and attachment siblings so much stuff parenting all about you it's really like it's barely double what one of our like guides costs Uh and it's (laughs) like 30 plus videos it's crazy it's it's great yeah i'm i'm really excited about it and i think that we we don't go into their reference books you can google things but i think so much about this course is saying it's about permission And every single topic of your time with your baby is saying i'm giving you permission to show up authentically and to see your baby as an authentic human being. Mm -hmm. Where can you go from there? That's up to you. And that's the permission we give in all of these contexts over and over. And we, we add research, Jen's amazing at research. So she's, oh my gosh. she's um, like a walking encyclopedia. She's doing that. And then we're talking a lot about the beliefs and the goals and the role and in practice, what does that look like and troubleshooting. And so we have those for every single module and we're just excited about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to just be back here, mm-hmm. be with all of you, be talking about these things, um, to be <clears throat> kind of going against these ingrained beliefs that we have, to be thinking about our privilege and our power not just as cis, straight, able-bodied, white, privileged women, but as a parent and the parent-child dynamic, to be thinking about these things, whether we have a baby or an older kid, right? That's... Are we teaching them about power, about mm-hmm. privilege, right? Yeah, yeah. So all of this matters, and if you're here, you're doing the work, and we're yeah. so proud of you, and we're we're really grateful to be here and to be doing this work alongside you. Yeah.